Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. And before we dive into the word, let me just first ask all of you, what does adobo, banana ketchup, and the map or the geography of the Philippines, what do they have in common? Adobo, banana ketchup. Wow, sarap nito, ano? <laughs> and the Philippine geography, how we are set up. Uh, I was just brushing, I think this week, I was just brushing up on world economy, uh, inflation, Philippine economy. And I came across an important, uh, an interesting, rather, an interesting article that speaks of why there was a rise of BPOs, or BPO companies in the Philippines. And it speaks of certain, the article speaks of certain Filipino qualities that made me remember adobo, banana ketchup, and the Philippine geography. Again, in summary, it speaks of the Filipino people. Why? First, dito tayo sa adobo. Nilagay ko pa, binalot. Ano? Alam nyo ba yung binalot? Pag tinas nyo ganun, may asin yun sa loob. Alam nyo yun, ano? Hindi nyo alam. Pag umorder kayong binalat, taas mo yung dahon, may asin, kunin mo, bubudbud mo, masarap ka mahen. Alright, good. <laughs> Ngayon ko pa sinabi, no? ano oras lang? 12 o'clock na ba? Adobo, before refrigeration system came in, actually it was only, uh, refrigeration only came in, I think 18th or 19th century. But before it came in, for the Filipino people, pre-colonial times, meaning even before the Spanish people came, we were already we already have our own way to preserve our food and it was through vinegar and so whether it's pork whether it's chicken whatever it may be kaya ang fish may paksiu diba we would put vinegar in our food so as to preserve it when we learned about this uh, salty but so good uh, ingredient called Toyo or soy sauce because of the Spanish and Chinese influence, naging adobo na lang yan. But then again, it speaks of something, ingenuity, adaptability, flexibility of us Filipinos. So the next time you eat adobo, you remember that. Next, banana ketchup. We knew ketchup in the US last November and I don't know what came to me. I was in a fast food ordering burgers and I asked for banana ketchup. And they, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They laughed at me. I don't know. In their minds, what is banana ketchup, right? But Pinoy tayo, di ba? Fried chicken, banana ketchup, yan. Ketchup came into the Philippines during the war. World War II, Americans brought it as an additional ingredient or uh, food supplement sa atin. After the war, there was a tomato shortage. And because we had, di naman tayo priority in terms of tomato supply, and because we started to have that liking for ketchup, and there was no tomato, and then what we realized is that there we have an abundance of bananas, and so because of our flexibility, adaptability, ingenuity of Filipino, we made banana ketchup. We are situated, we are an archipelago, divided 7,100 plus islands. And it's not just that we are an archipelago. We are situated in a specific line across the globe which people call the Pacific Ring of fire. No wonder, or rather, this Pacific Ring of Fire is that line wherein the nations, wherein that line would cross, are really, are really prone to typhoons, storms, earthquakes. Kaya may pinagpray tayo kanina, no? And because of that, we've learned how to be flexible, adaptable, because of the Pacific Ring of Fire. 
what do all these have in common? Sabi ng BPO, kaya sabi ng article, ang BPO companies gusto mag-situate sa Philippines because of not marami pa, but these are one or these are one of the qualities na kaya gustong-gusto nilang nandito because we as a Filipino nation, as a Filipino people, we're flexible, adaptable, and there's so much positivity. Tama nga naman, di ba? You've seen those FB posts or or social media posts. Kinakasal, nagbabahana, may photo op pa. Nag, uh, si swimming contest sa baha, and so on and so forth. Now, what does this have to do with the preaching of God's Word? Well, I'm hoping that the next time you eat adobo and get that, grab that banana ketchup, with your fried chicken, or when you just enjoy the islands of the Philippines when you go on vacation, let's thank God for our flexibility, adaptability, positivity. <clears throat> Knowing somehow the nature, the history, adobo, banana ketchup, <clears throat> gives us a greater appreciation of such things, right? That's what we'll do. We'll talk about the church, and we've been doing so in the last two to three weeks. But what we'll do is still talk about the nature of the church, a bit of a history of the church, so that we can not just appreciate it, we can all the more experience its fullness, God's intended fullness, as we live out church life. Open your Bibles to Romans 1. We'll read verse 7. <clears throat> Romans 1. We'll read verse 7. Why do we all stand in reverence of the Word of God? <clears throat> this is the letter of the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. Verse 7, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. This is the word of the Lord. But why don't you just look at that scripture? In fact, it's just the half of verse 7. Look at it, dwell on it a bit before we pray. Look at it, read it. Okay, look at me now. Is there a phrase that sticks out to you? If there is, can you give me a nod? Wow. Can I guess? Is it loved by God? Give me a nod if it's loved by God. All right, we'll talk about that. In fact, we'll talk about three facets of the church through this passage in the hope Faith, and that's our prayer, is that we'll somehow understand better, appreciate what a church is, the nature, we'll talk about a bit of a history so that we can be able to live it out better, experience the fullness of God through church. Amen? Thank you, God, for your word. Speak to us, God, the Holy Spirit. Thank you for gathering us. It's just so good to see friends, family, the people that you've placed us to live our lives with. We bring glory to you, God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please take your seats. <clears throat> Rome is a letter penned by the Apostle Paul. Well, sorry, he did not pen it. He, he dictated it. Someone penned it. Someone wrote it for him. But he was the one dictating the letter. Uh, to a church that he did not plant. 
he was not the one who started his search. Unlike the other letters, he, he started most of them. He have not, he has not yet seen the people of the church in Rome. But maybe, maybe because of his involvement in the preaching of the gospel, because of the many churches that he planted, because he was considered as one of the fathers, spiritual fathers at that time when he was alive, most likely he was already by that time respected as well by the church in Rome. And when he started this, he started it by saying to all those who are in Rome. He was speaking to a specific group of people. And to our, in our language today, and even at that time, we call it the church. So let's camp on that a bit. When we say church, who was he talking to? Again, it's a group of people situated. They were meeting embodied in Rome. And I know in the previous two preachings, we already talked about the importance of the gathered church. That the importance of the, the face-to-face interaction. It would be so hard. I, I, I could meet Pastor Carlo, exhort certain things, and we would be able to pray for each other online. But it's, it, it's so different when I see him face-to-face like this and just say, bro, it's so good to see you. Iba, ba? There is something in it. In fact, it's very spiritual or theological. Because Jesus is the head of the church. We talked about it two weeks ago, two Sundays ago. And because Jesus, as the head of the church... We are his body, the Bible says, to help us understand that. And Jesus as the head of the church became flesh. Nagkatawang tao. Therefore, his body has its fullness when we meet in flesh. Or incarnationally, for those of you no, no, who likes to study the Bible. Nagkatawang tao ang Panginoon. Kaya iba yung na-experience natin bilang isang simbahan pag nagkikita tayo face-to-face as a gathered church. Going back, Paul was writing to a specific church in Rome. When we talk about church, there are two kinds of church. I'm not talking about victory and another. No, 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 no. Biblically speaking, there is such a thing as the capital C church. It's called the universal church. Sometimes we call it the invisible church, but this is the church of all time or for all time, meaning people who believe in God, people who gave their lives in Jesus Christ are loved ones. Even those who have them who have passed away. The, 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 the capital C church involves everyone who believes in God, past, present, us now, and in the future. And there is such a time, a time will come, a time will come when we will see the capital C church. In fact, do you remember the Apostles' Creed? Apostles' Creed? It's a good creed. It it, it speaks of what we believe in. This was not written by the apostles, but it contained the apostles' teaching. And it was written to, as a defense to the people attacking Christianity. And so they wrote a creed for the defense and to be declared. That's why in church, the Apostles' Creed is declared. I'm not sure if you remember pre-pandemic, there was a season we were here declaring the Apostles' Creed. There is a portion there towards the end. Apostles' Creed, do we have it? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church. Please do not mistake this to be a congregation or a denomination. There are different kinds of Christian expressions. Nagkaroon ng Eastern Orthodox Church, Orthodox Church, nagkaroon ng Roman Catholicism, nagkaroon ng few, many years after that, nagkaroon ng Protestantism, different expressions of belief in God. But this was penned, made, itong Apostles' Creed, even before those denominations. Nung wala pang iba-ibang mga sekta ang Kristyanismo. This was penned to, for us to be able to declare what we believe in. And when 
it mentions the Holy Catholic Church. It speaks of the Universal Church. Capital C. And as we said earlier, people who live and are now in the Lord, people who are living today, and those who will believe in God and not yet born. And a time will come. Let me tell you this. A time will come that the universal church, the holy Catholic church will meet again. All of us. And I'm looking at all of you right now. The time will come wherein we will see our loved ones who departed in the Lord and we will see them once again. And there will be inexpressible joy when we see them. We don't know how relationships would be. The Bible never speaks about it. We don't know. So we, do, we won't conclude. But we will see them. The Holy Catholic Church. In the meantime, while we are not yet seeing the big C church, God has placed us in the small C church. Or sometimes we call it the local church. Or the church community. Or the spiritual family. Until we see and get into the fullness of the universal church, God has graced us in His love. He has made us, called us to be part of a local church. Pero bakit? Ano yung importansya? Bakit natin kailangan to be part of a local church? Church. History ng konti. In the Old Testament, God's people, yun yung church. No? God's people, it, in the Old Testament, it gives us a picture that the church is literally a family. God's people was the family of Abraham. And he took out the family of Abraham from Mesopotamia and he wanted to bring them, God wanted to bring them into an unknown land. But today we know it called Israel, that political land. But he took them out of Mesopotamia and God promised in Genesis 12, we don't have it here, that he will make that family great, that he will make that nation great and they will be many. That family, in other words, of Abraham will be so big but God has tasked this family to reach the other families of the world. So through this family, the family of Abraham, the bloodline of Abraham, the whole world, the other families of the world will come to know God. So in the Old Testament, God's people, church, was literally a biological family. When the New Testament came, it was not different, but there was a further unfolding of what the church is. The church is still, of course, God's people. The church is still related by blood, but not anymore an Old Testament biological blood. Dati, Jews sila, kaya ang tawag Jews, family ni Abraham. They were related biologically, that blood. But in the New Testament, we are all related by blood, but not by the blood of any Tom, Dick, and Harry, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. And every one of us who believe in Him, every one of us who, who, who have given our lives to Him, dedicated, surrendered our lives to Him, we are now related by blood. No wonder in the New Testament, you would, we would see written here, church in familial or family language. Kaya nagkaroon tayo ng bro, sis, brothers, sisters. Because the church from the Old Testament to the New Testament is likened to a family. The church is a spiritual family. Now, why is it important to understand the nature of church as a family? Now, there's a dilemma though. Unfortunately, because of modern day culture, influenced heavily by the West, family has been now, now, generally about rights and privileges. 
Meaning, I'm in this family and this is my right. This should be given to me. I was talking to a friend who's starting a family in the United States and he is quite challenged on how to instill discipline, respect for family, respect for parents, for authorities because of the rights and privileges culture. Let me clarify first. There is nothing wrong with rights and privileges. We have the civil rights. We have human rights and so on and so forth. But when these rights weigh heavier than the word of God, we have a big problem or question mark. Going back, in the family scene, unfortunately, because of modern day culture, family is about rights now. Going back to my friends, sabi niya, ang hirap dito magpalaki ng bata, bro. Bakit? Eh kasi, pag ikaw magkamali ng konti, every child has the right to call 911 and tell you to the police. Sabi ang hirap. Ibang-iba because of rights and privileges. Again, don't get me wrong. Of course, we are against verbal abuse, emotional abuse, mental, physical abuse. We are all against those. The Bible is against those abuses. But if family culture is just about rights and privileges, then we have a big problem. But the Bible speaks of church as family, but not family rights and privileges. Because biblically speaking, family is where we, yes, experience love, but this is where we give love. Family is where, yes, we experience service, but more than that, this is where we give service. It's not about rights and privileges. It is about love and service. In fact, family, biblically speaking, is where we are all formed. Family is where we get offended, but we will have to forgive, right? Family is where we will argue hard, but then again, we will overcome offense. Family is where we will have to express unconditional, selfless, sacrificial love. In other words, family is where we are formed. Now, what's the relation to church? Church as a family is not about rights and privileges. In fact, on the side, on top of that, the, another problem in our modern day culture is the self-centered culture. That it's about me. Unfortunately, if family is about rights and privileges and church is about me, we go to church with this mentality. I don't like the worship, I'll transfer to another church. Local seat or lo small seat, church. I don't like the people there. I'll transfer to another local church. No wonder people hop from one small, from one local church to another. But God has called us to be part and be formed in a local, small C church. And whether or not we like the people, whether or not we get offended, this is where we forgive. We overcome offense. We love unconditionally, sacrificial, sacrificially, selflessly. There is, church is where we are again formed. And this is that call. Amen? To all those who, who are in Rome, who are loved by God. Wow, wonderful phrase. Loved by God. How are we formed as a church? Ito na. Loved by God. You know, when we read the Bible, these are phrases, words like these are times that we it's an imperative to stop. We stop and just munch on it. If you don't read the other words or phrases and sentences and chapters, it's okay. But we just camp on it. Love 
by God. God, what are you telling me? Union. So when we read the Bible, stop. Stop. Munch on things. Lord, what do you mean? Nguyain natin kung baga. Nam-namin natin. Loved by God. First and foremost, it speaks of how we belong to the church. We belong to the church not because of what we do, not because of what we are doing, and not because of the things that we will do. We are in that culture, that church belongingness, or modern day language, church membership is about participating in a certain church ritual, tradition, ceremony. After a ceremony, then we are now welcome to a church. Here's the problem there. Being part of the church is dependent on us. Diba? That we do something. Eh. We do a ritual. We fulfill a certain ceremony. Here's the, again, the dilemma there. If being part of a spiritual family is dependent on us, then it becomes about me. And it becomes relative. Hindi ka mag-anak ha? Relative. You know what I'm talking about? Meaning relative, uh, since it's about me, I don't feel like going here anymore. I'll transfer to another one. We're not established. Yun yung problem. We are not established. Hindi tayo na-establish in one local church. Church is not about what we do, what we can do, what we are currently doing. It is about what God has done. And He loved us. He loved us. It's what qualifies us to be part of a church. What, what, what unites me and Jerry more than just friendship is God's love which cannot be broken. Ang galing, no? Because if it's, if it's God's love that unites, let's say, me and Jerry, his family, my family, because it's anchored on God, regardless of what happens, I will have to stick it out with him and his family. Why? Because what unites us is so much greater than anything that could divide us. Love by God. We are part of a spiritual family because of God's love. It forges us to be together. Our responsibility, therefore, is not more than just to each other. It's to God. If I'm offended and I will not overcome that offense, I will be accountable to the one who forged me into this spiritual family. I will be responsible before God. Unfortunately, ang hirap kasi sometimes nito dahil we grew up in a culture that dictates that we have to do certain things first before we experience the love of God. Yesterday, I had the honor and privilege of being able to share to our leaders in Victory U Belt. So while I was driving there, the, the navigation system literally just made me go through the route that I, I, I studied in the U-Belt area, grade school, high school. I would ride the jeepney, sasabit ako, minsan nagbabasa ko, and it literally took me to that route. And it was, wow, driving down memory lane for me. I remembered, ang tagal nito, no? Grade 2. Grade 2 ako, nag-aaral ako sa may menjola. Sabi nung teacher namin, for you to be accepted by God, you have to remember five characters. To be accepted and loved by God, you have to remember five characters. Ano yung five characters na yun? Two, number two, number two, O, letter O, two, and then number nine. For you, sabi sa amin ng teacher namin, for you to be loved by God, accepted by God, kailangan tandaan mo, two, two, O, two, nine. Hindi ko maintindihan yung bata ako. So sabi ko, hindi ko. Beto, buti na lang, yung teacher namin, binilisan niya. Sabi niya, for you to be loved and accepted by God, kailangan 
2029. Ka. Okay, yung iba sa inyo kulang sa kape. Sabi nung teacher ko, para mahalin ka ng Panginoon, para i-accept ka ng Panginoon, kailangan tutuo, tunay ka. But then I realized when I came to know the Lord and read Romans, and the Bible says in Romans 5.8, while I was still a sinner, Christ already died for me. In other words, I wasn't even tutuo, tunay. God already loved me. and accepted me. Church is anchored in God's love. Now let me be brutally frank to all of you. I know we, 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 I was just talking about God's love for all of us. Individually. I just had to stop there and talk about it. But the passage here is not about God's love individually. Remember, he was talking to a church, a people, collectively, as a whole. And he said to all of you, the church in Rome, collectively, no? as one church, and dami nyo, individuals, but as one, corporately, you will experience the love of God. Yun yung point ni Paul. In other words, church, yes, God's love qualifies us for it, but what Paul is saying here is that through the spiritual family, we experience and live out God's love. Paano yun? Through the relationships in church. That's why we have small groups. That's why we force you to connect to others. Why? Because we can only experience and live out what God has in store for us. The fullness, a facet of His love being felt through the relationships that we establish and build in spiritual family, in the local church. Hindi pa nga sa big C church eh. Inaantay natin yun, yung capital C church. But God has so much in store for us in the spiritual family pa lang. Dito pa lang. Question is, are you really part of one? Spiritual family is not about attending a Sunday service. You may attend faithfully and not experience spiritual family. You need to be in relationships. I know later Pastor Carlo will show a, I don't know, QR code, a link. We would like to help you be connected to a group. Ito yun eh, spiritual family. And yes, I know we talk about, definitely we should talk about God. Well, last Friday I was just having dinner. With my wife and I, were, we were having dinner with some couples And yes, we talked about marriage. Young couples, newly married. It's our small group. But then again, we were not just talking about marriage and what marriage is as the Bible presents it. But some of them were talking about K-drama. Some of them were talking about food. Some of them were talking about new family, household chores, and we were enjoying ourselves over pita bread and filafel. Spiritual family. When Pastor Carlo and I would bike, we don't talk about preaching naman. We don't preach to each other. Although that's, of course, important. But we just talk about tandaan natin, ano? sakit ng likod natin. I need to do this with my bike kasi nga may may ano uh, is ano eh hurting. It's both of us ah. Spiritual family. In fact sayang. Dapat nga kami ni Carlo and Sandra after this service eh we would go to that dadayuhin namin yung Banawe dapat because we heard of this new restaurant started by one of our church members in Green Hills 
Cantonese street food. Grabe, ready na kami na pumunta doon. Nagkaroon lang ng uh, bagong appointment. Eh, no? But we will do that. Kakain lang kami. Spiritual family. But when I talk about Carlo and Sandra, I know that there are times that they would talk to my daughter and impart things to her. Spiritual family. God has made us to be part of a spiritual family. To all those in Rome who are loved by God, called to be saints. You know, because of our religious culture, sometimes we have a problem grasping the word saints. But seriously speaking, saints is just now it is a religious, technical, theological word. But before, it's just a normal word, meaning it's not religiously slanted. It's used to describe God's people. The people who believe in God. To the saints or to the church. In fact, pwede nga nating sabihin na parang dati kung si Paul nagsulat, to all those in Santa Rosa who are loved by God, called in the 11 a.m. service. It speaks of something. Ganun ka normal yung word na yun. But it speaks of two things. Two facets. Itong saints. One facet of saint is that God has called His people to be saints. Saints is literally, mean it means holy. Holy or set apart. Holy and set apart are one and the same. And holy is not hindi, yung maka, hindi makabasag pinggan. No, holy means set apart. Itinabi mo. Diba? Doon sa adobo mo, yung kaninang pinag-uusapan natin, kung mahilig ka sa balat, tinabi mo yung balat dahil yun yung dulo, dahil yun yung pinakagusto mo. And then, it means that you're making the balat holy, set apart. That's how normal the word is. Yun yung ibig lang sabihin nun. So, going back, saints, God has called people and He sets them apart for a relationship with Him. That's holy. But not just a relationship with Him. God sets apart people for a relationship, second facet of saints, call them to Himself so that He can call them, what? To a mission. Now, this part, hindi ko na i-explain para makapag-adobo na tayong lahat at fried chicken with ketchup. Pastor Carlo, ikaw na lang yun next week. Pero ito yung pag-uusapan ko ngayon. When God called people, calls people to be holy, set apart, He calls them to Himself. Meaning it's for a relationship. The Bible says in Exodus, I will be your God and you will be my people. I'm taking you out. I think it's in Exodus 6. I'm taking you out as my own people. So can you... Can you read the, the, the intimacy that God wants us, the, the kind of intimacy God wants His people to be pulled into? I will take you as my people and I will be your God. It's about a relationship. Being holy and set apart. Here's the thing though. As much as God wants to be in a relationship with us, remember Genesis 3, nagkaroon ng kasalanan. And because of that, may kasalanan rin kasi tayo. At nagkakakasalanan rin tayo. As much as God wants us to be pulled into a relationship with Him, He is also a holy God. Holy God. And when we talk about holy God, meaning another word for holy is also far above and beyond. So meaning when we talk about God is love, His love is holy. Meaning it's far above and not like any other and beyond any kind of love. So that's what, yun yung holy. So when we speak of God's greatness and power, 
it also means that God's greatness and power is far above and beyond anything and everything that we could ever experience. So God, that, that is God's, God's uh, great, holy greatness and power. So when you say God is holy now because He is so holy, even though He wants to have a relationship with us, we cannot go near Him. We cannot just have any ordinary relationship with Him. Closest metaphor to that would be, let's say, the sun. Even if we invent, you know, the, an electric car to the sun, spaceship to the sun, we cannot just go near it because we will burn to death. If, if you all know this, if our earth moves even just 0.00001 closer to the sun outside our regular rotation and uh, orbital alignment, we would all burn. So very similarly, when we talk about God's holiness, we cannot just approach God and have immediate relationship with Him because He is holy and we have sinned. But God wants to have a relationship with us. Remember Moses? When God called out his saints out of Egypt and he wanted them to bring, he wanted to bring them into a promised land, the promised land in Israel. When he called them out, he appointed a leader. And so he called Moses. And we, when he showed himself to Moses through a burning bush, God told Moses, Moses, take off your sandals. The ground with which you are stepping is holy. Meaning, Moses, I'm calling you, I'm speaking to you now, but if you don't do something, mamamatay ka eh. So I need you to do this. So meaning, God wants a relationship with us and this is what He does. In the Old Testament to, ah, to understand church, God institutes in the Old Testament laws, law, batas, commandments, so that His people could have access to Him. Meaning, if they just live out these certain commandments or laws, it will enable them to have, they can relate to God that way. Kasi they cannot come near to God. But, 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 if you honor your father and mother, do not murder, do not steal, do not envy, do not take the name of the Lord in vain, do not worship any other God, do not create images of that God. If you respect the Sabbath and remember that it is only if, you do just these things. It will enable you to have a relationship with me. That's the purpose of the law. So the law was made, the commandments were made so that people could have a relationship with God. So yun yung holiness. God has called people, set them apart as holy to have a relationship with Him. But wait, the Bible is unfolding. Parang ano, TV series. Diba? Paunti-unti, episode 1, 2, 3, 4. Pag tinignan mo yung latag ng buong yun, it's unfolding. The wanting, the longing of that relationship with these people, all the more unfold, unfolded from the time of the law to the time of the prophets. In Isaiah's time, it was further unfolded, this concept of church and holiness. Paano? Isaiah, this prophet named Isaiah, had a vision. And this vision was that of a, he saw the throne of God. And then when he saw the throne of God, he concluded that, oh no, I am a sinner. And then in the vision, he saw birds getting burning coals and then touching his lips. And when these burning, hot, fiery coals touched his lips, it transformed Isaiah and it made him ready to have a relationship with God and it made him ready to have a mission for God. So meaning that burning coal cleansed and it transformed Isaiah. Don't worry, ah. tandaan nyo lang yung mga sinasabi ko pagdudugtong-dugtongin natin ito mamaya. A few years, or uh, several, 
years after, there's another prophet named Ezekiel. God gave Ezekiel another vision of holiness. God gave Ezekiel a vision of the holy temple. And there's a spot in the temple in the Old Testament na super holy. Even the priests cannot enter it, you know, if they're not cleansed. In fact, at that time, the priests would have, you know, uh, yung, uh, chains with bells on them. So that people would know that when they enter the most holy place of that temple, and if there are no bells being heard anymore, it means they're dead. Because they just encountered a holy God and they did it the wrong way. So ganun ka tinde yung concept of holiness before. So the vision of Ezekiel was that from inside that holy place, inside that holy temple, water started to come out. Started to come out and it flooded the temple. When it flooded the temple, it came out towards everything around it. It started, yung bahala yun, it started ankle deep. But water kept flowing and flowing and flowing from that holy temple to outside. It, from ankle deep, it became knee deep, it became waist deep. And the Bible said in Ezekiel that wherever that water went now, outside the temple, it brought healing and life to that land. So kung saan dumala yung water na yon, nagkaroon ng healing, nagkaroon ng buhay. We'll bring all the pieces together. In the Old Testament, when you say saints, people who are holy, it means that in the Moses' time, God has given them the law so that they can have a relationship with God. In Isaiah's time, holiness was that when holy touches you, the lips of Isaiah, he was transformed and cleansed. In Ezekiel's time, holy meant that from the temple, water came out and it gave life to everything. That holiness gave life. Old Testament, when the New Testament came, all these pieces were brought together. Not in one event, but in one person. No wonder when Jesus came and people were asking him about what he came to do, he said, I came to fulfill the law. He said, I am the law. It means now that through Jesus, we can have a relationship with God. Do you remember what we were talking about earlier? Jesus, when he came, people asked him, the, the, the minions of John the Baptist asked him, are you the one who is to come? You know what Jesus answered? Tell John, my beloved cousin. I'm paraphrasing. Huh? Tell John, my beloved cousin, the blind see, the lame walk, the leper are cleansed. Ano ibig sabihin nun? Jesus touched people. And when Jesus touched people, just like in Isaiah's time, they are transformed and they are healed. In Ezekiel's time, wherever the water went, there was life. Jesus is now, John 4, that living water. And whoever has an encounter with him has life. Therefore, balik na tayo sa church. When the Bible says that we are saints, God has called out to be holy through Jesus Christ. And only through him, we are transformed and we are now called into a relationship with God. When we say now we are holy, ang ibig sabihin nun, yes, because we're transformed, we're healed, we have a relationship, part of our responsibility is to represent God to the world. Because we were made in His image. 
last gugutumin ko na kayo. McDonald's chicken fillet. Sorry, dami kong ano ngayon sa mga pagkain. Ano? Siguro gutom lang ako. McDonald's chicken fillet. That's the one of the classic college student food. Kasi yun yung mura, di ba? McDonald's chicken fillet. They were about to face that out pre-pandemic. I think two years before the pandemic hit. They were about to face it out. But sabi nila, there were some stocks. Last ditch effort. They will get models to represent the McDonald's fillet. Oh my goodness, I forgot the models. Could you can anyone help me out? Channel two. Huh? Favorite ni Tita Baby? Alden! <laughs> Sorry, binukin ko tuloy si Tita Baby. Sawa ni Pastor Ernie Kanda. Sinabi yung buong information, ano? Alden! Uh, sino nga yung dalawa? Si, ano? Si Main and si... Si Alden. Aldab, yon. They got... Sorry, parang chismis na to, no? Then, 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 word to ni God. Promise, promise. Just hang on. They got Aldab. Alden and Maine. To just make a last ditch effort to just face out those stocks. So they gave fillers already in social media before the first printed digital and uh, what do you call this? The video would come out. They were giving fillers already. And it was to be relaunched, I remember that day, on a Wednesday. Lo and behold, because people already knew that Aldab was endorsing, representing chicken filet, McDo. My goodness. Even before McDonald's opened, man, throngs of people were already lining up. Because they were saying, that because we like that Aldab so much, whatever they are having, I will have to. Whatever they are endorsing, whatever they are representing, I want to have that. Now, going back to church, sabi ko, meron naman tong kinalaman. Holiness is that. It means that God has set us apart, not for us to be proud, but for us to represent Him. So much so, when people see your holy lives, they will say, just like Aldab, I want to have what he has. I want to have what she has. Why is the, this person's life this way? I want to have and worship the God that he or she has. You are saints called to be Holy. Amen. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.